Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Previously on Haunted. She didn't have her fiancé listed as an ex kin. They met in church at a food drive for the homeless. She got pregnant. That outline there in the dust on the wall, is it me? Does it look like a crucifix? You think whoever is behind this is taking the crucifixes? They had all recently stopped attending regularly, at least a month before their deaths. If you tell me you found another body, I'm going to scream. This man was the ex-fiancé of Sandra Miller, a woman who died not two days ago in an identical manner. Yes. And he said his name was Gus and that he was lonely. Have you ever described Gus to him before? Not once. Are you Adam? Yes. If we don't solve this one soon, the town is going to go into panic mode. Are you telling me we might be on the trail of a serial killer? The person whom you're trying to reach is currently unavailable. What have you done now, Abigail? Haunted, the audio drama. Episode 2. A Soft Cry. Part 4 of 6. Written by Benton Hodges. When did you last see Abigail? Before I left, around 7pm. She came by earlier, asked to see some old files for a police investigation. I told her I had to get authorization, and a police officer, uh, Daniel Cowell, gave the okay? Yes, yes, and then what? I stayed in my office to finish off some work while she was in the records room across the hall. She was in there for a few hours, like, totally complaining about the filing system, which is just... <laughs> uh-huh. Um, at about 650 I left to go and get something from the kitchen, and when I came back, she was in my office. She seemed quite startled. Startled how? She just seemed quite pale, like her eyes were darting around, jumpy. She said she'd heard me say that I didn't like the dark, but I never said anything like that. Okay. She said she'd do the lights when she left, but I found my office in the archive light on when I came in this morning. Highly unlike her. Oh, really? Yes. I get a verbal lashing from her every time I leave a heater on for more than a few minutes. It's all save the environment this and climate catastrophe that. It did seem that she left in a terrible hurry. Like Her laptop was here. Really? Yeah, yeah, still there. I doubt she would just leave all these files lying around. <laughs> yeah, I was quite appalled when I saw the state she'd left it in. She wouldn't do this unless there was a good reason. Are there any security cameras in here? A few that, like, face the street, you know, just to stop vandals, stuff like that. Can I see them? Yeah. Katie took me to a small room filled with monitors to review the security footage. 
I sat at that console for almost an hour, scrolling through the heaps of footage from the various cameras dotted around the building. Finally, at 8pm, I saw her sprinting out of the back entrance of the building. She seemed terrified and was clutching papers in her hand. What was that? I had to squint at the paused video. There was a moment when she had left the building that she was illuminated by a small light that hung on the overhang of the building. The shadow it cast off her was elongated and jagged, stretching languidly into the darkness behind her. As soon as I hit play, it disappeared and she entered the darkness. Come on, Abigail, please pick up. The person whom you're trying to reach is currently Damn unavailable. It. After I left the council building, I tried every location I could think of. I called everyone barring her mother to see if anybody had seen her. There was no sense in worrying Cheryl just yet. Even Dan had not heard from her. It was as though she had simply vanished overnight without a trace. Dan said after a few more hours he could probably send out a search party with sniffer dogs. In the meantime, I decided to check her ghost tip line that she'd set online. It took a frustrating amount of time for me to get into the correct inbox, but I did so eventually. Spotted a nymph in the woods behind me, attempting to catch with pixie dust, right? Are goblins trying to eat my garbage? It's obviously a rat. The government want to microchip me. Oh, morons. The tip line had not been successful, but there was no way to find where she was. Her phone's GPS wasn't pinging, and no one had seen her. I eventually decided that perhaps she had found some horrific revelation about Mrs. Saunders's father, and decided to call the closest thing I could to him. Henry Saunders speaking. Mr. Saunders, this is James Hunter. I briefly... I know who you are. Thank you for taking care of my son. It would have been awful if he had... I know. Is there anything I can help you with? Yes. I was wondering if you didn't mind talking about your father-in-law. If you don't, then... I never knew him. He'd been dead for years before I met Molly. She never spoke about him. I brought him up once. She said it was something she didn't talk about. Especially not to her mother. The most I could get from her was that he could be violent. Quite suddenly, too. I see. The photo on the mantelpiece. Was that him? Yes. It seemed to be the only reminder of him that she kept. No idea why. Oh. Okay. Do you mind if I ask you a bit more of a personal question? Can I ask you one first? Um, sure. What is it that you're looking for? Right now, my friend. She went missing whilst looking into this case. Overall, I'd like to know who did this. You think someone did this? That someone murdered my wife? I think so, yes. There were two other victims who died of similar causes. Really? The police questioned me for hours and never mentioned them. Well, that's the thing. They all died of... shock, it seems. The police are unwilling to tie a link between them. But you are? Yes. And what's the link? Well, the other two were recently separated from the church they belonged to. I noticed a crucifix missing from the wall at your house, and your local church said they hadn't seen her in a while. I was wondering if I could ask why. I honestly don't know. I was never particularly devout myself, and Adam has always had his head in the clouds. But Molly was fiercely devout. 
She went to see her mother before she passed, every day. The day before she passed, though, Molly went to visit her, as usual, but she came back and just seemed off. After that, she didn't attend church and took the crucifix down. When she stopped insisting that we went, we kind of all stopped going. She gave the crucifix to some charity collection not too long after. And when did her mother pass? About a month ago. Month? Was that the same time that Adam started seeing... Ah! Speak of the devil. The little tyke is here. I think he wants to say hello. Hello, Mr Horsey! Hello, Adam. How are you? I'm good. I'm getting all the ice cream I want right now. All of it! Oh, that sounds lovely. And sweeties, too. Well, I hope you'll share some of those with Mr Horsey. Of course. She's in the treehouse. Excuse me? Beth says she's in the treehouse. Wait, what? OK, Adam, that's enough. Go play with your crayons. No, wait, what did he just... I'm so sorry, Mr Hunter. I have to go now. I hope you find your friend. Wait, what? There's no way that... What? Right, uh, okay. We went this way, up the creek, and there was there was an oak tree. There. There's the treehouse. Oh, no good, it's empty. Why did I listen to... James, is that you? Abigail, where have you been? I spent the night in the treehouse. My phone died and I got lost. Okay. Why were you in the treehouse? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Try me. I'm kind of shocked I'm here myself. Can we get out of this forest first? I'm really cold. Sure. Here, here. Take my jacket. Let's get you something hot to drink. Here, nice cup of tea. Oh, thanks. So, tell me what you were doing out at the forest. I was staying late at the town hall, sorting through all of their files, when something strange happened. Oh? A filing cabinet opened, by itself. Are you sure? Yes. I was working clockwise around the room and hadn't reached that cabinet yet. But there it was, open. Okay. So, I looked inside and there was a file that was sort of snagged. As if it wasn't meant to be there. Okay. Well, just read for yourself. <sighs> Gus Temperman, missing boy, age nine, 1993. Reported missing by his father, last seen going into Greenvale Woods. Look at the photo. He looks just like the drawing. The chubby cheeks, the wide eyes, the long fair hair. Abigail, he'd be 30 by now. James. When I found the file, I I felt this overwhelming urge to run. Like every nerve in my body was screaming to get out of there. So I ran. And I felt this rushing wind, like when we were in the treehouse, doors were slamming and I just got out of there. So why did you go to the treehouse? I don't know. By the time I realised I was running in that direction, I was already in the forest. And it was cold and dark and I, I just needed a place to sleep. Huh. There's something else. Oh? I found the death certificate of Mr Saunders. It seemed he had a heart attack. As if from shock? 
Like the others? It didn't say. But apparently, he had a pre-existing heart condition that he took medication for, and he died in 1991. I called Dan, told him you were okay. Seems he almost had the dogs out for you. Oh, wow. I was only gone for a few hours. So, you found the connection between them all, with the religious aspect. Any idea what we do next? I'm going to talk to the best expert on religious matters I know. Your mother. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So I just scoop it into the bowl and add a bit of bread? Yes. Shouldn't be too hard. And you do this every night? No, just Tuesdays and Fridays. The other churches in town handle the rest. Oh, how touching. Who said Protestants and Catholics need to be enemies? Uh, sir? Oh, relax, I'm not going to fortify the soup. It was late in the evening and somehow I'd been talked into helping Cheryl run her local food drive for the homeless as she was short-handed as of late. So there I stood behind a foldable table, ladle in one hand and flask in the other, as down on there looked denizens of Greenvale shuffled to the table, bowls in hand. I struggled to be charitable at the best of times, not out of callousness, but seeing the truly impoverished held a mirror up to my own problems and made them feel so small. And many of them were, in all honesty. But focusing on them, making them bigger than they were, helped me to maintain my self-wallowing isolation. Self-loathing I could work with. Guilt for taking the small pleasures in my life for granted, 
Not so much. I may have been an orphan, but at least I had the comfort of a shitty flat, pizza and booze, afforded by the royalties of hollow books that documented fairy tales. Besides, I had an ulterior motive for being here. Hello again, Mr Hunter. Hello, Mrs Corbin. How are you? All good, thank you. How are you enjoying the basement? It's very good, thank you. Are you sure you wouldn't rather stay in the main house? No, no, this is quite all right for me, thank you. I'm sorry if this is a bad time, but I was wondering if I could ask you a few questions. Of course. I'm not in trouble, am I? No, of course not. I'm just having a small crisis, I guess, and you're the best person to turn to. Well, I'd be happy to help. What's troubling you? I... I've been looking into a case, and it seems that all of the victims recently turned their backs on the church. Almost a month before their demise, or each of them. Oh my... That's awful. Exactly. And it it sort of brought up a few questions of my own. It got me thinking about the big guy upstairs and his plans. If it was his plan for them to lose their faith, was it his plan for them to be killed for it? Did he damn them to hell for that? Well, um, the Old Testament would certainly look down upon those who turned their back on God, but... The New Testament teaches us that God forgives all if you truly repent. I suppose it depends if you believe in free will, do you, James? I don't know. I think so. I don't know what I think. For a long time now I've doubted the existence of God, but when you're raised with it, it's, it's hard to ever completely stop believing. Does he want me to not believe? Am I spiting him if I still do believe? Am I damned to go to hell as well? I believe that a loving God doesn't want anybody to go to hell. And yet they do. Supposedly. Not very loving, is it? Eternally damning someone. It's true. The Bible can be quite barbaric at times. Sometimes it's best to separate him from the scripture, as that's how we interpret his word, and just see him as an entity, someone who loves you and forgives you for mistakes. Do you think he could forgive someone for cheating on their fiancé after something terrible happened in her life? As I said, James, it's down to your interpretation. Would he forgive you for hiding your father's medication, even if he were a bad man? I think there isn't much God can't forgive if you're truly sorry for what you've done. Did that poor woman deserve to die because she lost faith in the face of a miscarriage? I wish I had answers to give you, James. I think it is possible to torture yourself forever pondering the semantics of good suffering and evil thriving until you go insane. Personally, I think God gives us guidance, but we make our own decisions. I also believe that, even when we stray from the path, God will always welcome us back with open arms. I'm sorry for dropping all of that on you. I've not been in this town two weeks and it already feels like years. I understand. You've been working hard and I can see that dealing with all of this pain is tearing you up. It hit me harder than I expected. These people seem to have fallen to the same fate, but their only connection is losing their faith. I don't know what to believe anymore. Do you believe that it is God doing this? In a way, yes. But no, I think it's a deeply sick individual who's targeting people who they deem guilty of losing their faith. But there's something about this case that makes me think there's something more. 
and I just can't let myself think like that. It tore my life apart before. It could ruin your daughters too. In what sense? There's this boy, Gus Temperman. He disappeared 30 years ago. Then suddenly a young girl, Molly, sees a boy named Gus, and they build a treehouse together two years after this Temperman kid disappeared. Mop of blonde hair too, same as the kid in the photo. That seems like a coincidence. Exactly what I thought. But then Molly's kid, 30 years later, starts having the exact same imaginary friend. Apparently Molly had never discussed her imaginary friend with her son, and yet they fit perfectly. He even drew a picture of him on the wall, blonde hair and all. Okay. I was cynical to it, trust me. I still am. But I was looking for someone. Someone who was missing. The boy, Molly's son, he told me that Gus said she's in the treehouse. And she was. Oh, wow. Yeah. That... That shook me a bit. I couldn't believe I actually followed the clue in the first place. I'm even more stunned she was actually there. I feel like I'm in danger of slipping backwards and... I know. But the weirdest part of all, Molly's son starts to see this Gus kid right after his mum stops going to church. She took her crucifix down too. So you think it may be linked to the recent deaths? I really don't know. Well, I'm always here if you need somebody to listen. Thank you. And as for your crisis of faith, don't think about it too much, James. You'll drive yourself mad. The truth is, there isn't an answer. Something will happen, and one day, you will just know. You either have faith, or you don't. I didn't sleep well that night. Not even the smoky taste of bourbon was able to carry me off to the land of slumber. There was too much going round and round in my head. The three murdered victims, the religious connection, the looming mystery of the signal, and, of course, my own crisis of faith. This same crisis has driven my whole life's work, my quest to prove that there was more to life than the reality we know. Ever since the accident that killed my parents, ever since my childhood spent in an orphanage, none of it would leave my mind that night. Sometime in the early hours of the morning, I drifted into an uneasy sleep for a short while. But I was soon woken by Abigail coming down to the church basement. James! <sighs> What's wrong? James, Dan just got the toxicology report back on the substance. Dried blood, and get this, an unidentifiable toxin. So I was right, it's a killer. Greenvale has its very own serial killer. Dan says the police are going haywire, trying to sit on it and make sure the news doesn't find out. It's the last thing the town needs after the signal. Granted. He says that the police are trying to be discreet as possible, but they may need to outsource to do so. Meaning? We're on the case. Well, that was certainly not how I expected my morning to go. Shall we crack on? Yes. How do you think we should begin? Well, I guess we need to figure out how this killer is picking the targets, killing them, and getting the trophies afterwards. This is so exciting! Level heads prevail, Abigail. Yeah, but come on, we are like Sherlock and Watson. So tell me, Watson, any luck with the crucifix angle? Oh, I'm Watson in this scenario. 
Well, Miss Holmes, it seems she donated her crucifix to charity. Donated it to charity? They're like little bits of wood, like ten a penny. Since when did charities collect them? Abigail. Oh, shit. Do you think... I think we just answered one of our questions. Starring Jamie Evans as James Hunter and Isabella Barbieri as Abigail Corbin. With special guest Luke Hunter as Dan Cowell. Also featuring... Tess Gustard Alice Ryan Harry McElroy Edina Fisher-Allen Benton Hodges Narration by David Anthony Green Opening and closing themes by James Crow. Haunted, the audio drama, is created by Jamie Evans with all episodes produced and directed by Jamie Evans and Benton Hodges Audio engineering by Benton Hodges, Charles Topping, and Jamie Evans. Haunted is a production of Impala Films and is recorded at Free Sprite Media Studios, with special thanks to Duncan Newham for equipment support. Thank you for listening to this audio presentation. Come back next week for the next terrifying chapter of Haunted, the audio drama. Hi guys and gals, this is Jamie Evans, creator and half of the showrunning team for Haunted, the audio drama. I also play James Hunter in the show. We really hope you're enjoying the show and that you're feeling intrigued by the mysteries we're trying to set up. I don't want to take up much of your time. I'm sure you hear something similar to this at the end of every podcast or audio drama that you listen to. This is the part of the show where we beg you for your hard-earned money. We chose to release Haunted free of charge because we wanted as many people to hear it as possible. We have no plans to ever change that model, so please don't worry, the show will continue to release for free for the foreseeable future. However, it does cost us quite a lot of money to produce Haunted. Things like marketing budget, studio rental equipment costs, and of course paying for our performers makes the show very expensive to produce. So we've decided to set up a Patreon where fans of the show can donate a small amount of money to us each month if you choose to do so. We have two different donation tiers on our Patreon and these come with rewards including access to our Discord server, early access to episodes, and access to a behind-the-scenes show where we talk about the process of making Haunted and the sorts of things that inspired the show. That literally doubles the amount of Haunted content that you will be receiving. If you could please consider donating so that we can continue the story of James and Abigail, we would be so grateful. Find us at patreon.com slash impalafilms. That's Impala spelled I-M-P-A-L-A patreon.com slash impala films thank you so much and see you next time hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain i learned this the hard way after losing my cat gingy so i created pretty litter a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors saving you money and potentially your cat's life Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.